if if there were higher regulations or if people were more informed and able to avoid those toxins, I think a lot of times people think like, oh, if I minimize toxins, it's going to cost me so much more money. You know, those products, those natural things are more expensive. But when you look at the long term effects, it's not even a consideration. And it's so, so worth it to be changing out and eliminating um, those toxins as much as you can. I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of Grassroots Functional Medicine. After personally struggling for years upon years with chronic health issues that traditional medicine and pharmaceuticals could not resolve, I finally found relief in true healing through a functional medicine approach. Since then, I've dedicated my life to helping patients around the world transform their health by getting to the root cause of symptoms and restoring their body's natural ability to heal. This experience has shown me that a true state of wellness often requires an integrated approach that brings in multiple disciplines and modalities. In this podcast, I will interview a variety of practitioners and health professionals to educate and empower you on the full spectrum of tools that are available to reclaim your health and vitality. If you are struggling with health challenges and you are not getting the answers or results you feel you deserve, or you simply want to optimize your health and take a proactive approach to wellness, this podcast is for you. And if you like this show and find it helpful, be sure to tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. Today, we are joined by Kristen Tiggis, and we are diving into environmental toxins and strategies that you can utilize to clean up your home to ensure that you and your family stay healthy. So Kristen Tiggis is a natural health mentor, business strategist, wife, and mom of two wild boys. Kristen is a wellness advocate for doTERRA oils and has spent the last 10 years empowering families to take health back into their own hands. After walking with her husband through a Graves disease diagnosis and changing his lifestyle to put Graves into remission, Kristen became even more passionate about teaching others about the benefits of natural wellness. She loves sharing easy tips and solutions for detoxifying homes and bodies from harmful chemicals, toxins, and fragrances. This is a great episode filled with practical tips and information, so let's dive in and get started. Well, hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. I've been looking forward to this conversation, and I'm just so glad to have you here. It's such an honor. I like it. It's just all come full circle, and it's so fun to be on with you, especially after our experience with you and Tyler's journey with Graves' disease and reversing it naturally. I'm sure we'll talk about that more later, but <laughs> it's an honor to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you. And uh, so we have so many awesome things to talk about. I've you know, and, and so much, there's so much information that we're going to throw at people today. But before we jump into the nitty gritty, I would love just to hear a little bit about your background and really what sparked your interest in to natural wellness and teaching yeah. people how to utilize essential oils and how to, you know, eliminate yeah. toxins from their homes, all the good things we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So yeah, my journey began like, honestly, just straight out of college. I was an exercise science major and kind of just like wondering, I didn't know what I wanted to do completely. I thought physical therapy and then diverted away from that. But I knew that I like loved learning about the body and how it was created to function. And I wanted to teach people like how to work with it, you know, and to support healing. 
So I got an entry-level job at a chiropractic office and it was not what I expected or planned, but honestly, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. And right around the same time, we, my husband and I got married and we were just, you know, like all the things you think about when you get married. And I was going to an appointment at that time, my cycles were super regular and they recommended me to go on birth control. And I was like, I just don't want to, I had been on it for a short period when I was younger and I just did not like my experience with it and I wanted to avoid it. And so I just asked them like, what are other ways that I can support my hormones or like, what, what else can I do to help my hormones to regulate? And they just, you know, said, we don't know hormones are really complex, but hopefully if you go on the, the pill for a few months, things will regulate and you'll be in a better spot. And that just wasn't a like satisfactory answer to me. So I did a lot more digging and just found out that fragrances it's an umbrella term and there's a lot of chemicals that are put under that like single term when you see it on a ingredient list for a product or you know like perfume sprays that we use in our homes all that kind of stuff i learned that fragrances were really disruptive to our hormones and our endocrine system and so i was like well I, that's something i can do you know i can cut them out and so that was really where everything started. I, I cut out all fragrances, but I'm a smell girl. I love smells. I always have. And so I had learned that essential oil, a, li a little bit about essential oils, enough to know that they smell good and can replace other things. And so honestly, that's why I started using them was just because I wanted good smells in our home without the toxic effects on the other end. So that was really like our entryway. And then in 2016 is when we met you. And my, my husband, Tyler, when we, we first had an appointment with Seth, found out that he had Graves disease and it was really severe. We, we doctored also with a conventional endocrine doctor who told us that he would need to cut out his thyroid and then be on medication for the rest of his life. And he was 29. And so anyway, that, that was an experience going through that process and working with you and seeing the layers of our health and how we can make changes that support health even to a higher degree. And it, I don't know, just the, the hope in it ultimately of seeing the ability of the body to be able to heal when we get rid of interferences and give the body what it needs was, it, it just really like enhanced our passion for teaching people about how to work with the body. And so anyways, yeah, to finish that story, you know it, but about a year and a half to two years after Tyler was diagnosed, his Graves disease was in full remission. And again, it just, it confirms the power of the body to be able to heal and was really, really like a miracle, such an incredible experience. And so that's really, that was just fuel to the fire of what we had already been in process doing to teach other people. And then to see it to that degree, that the healing to that degree was really inspiring. That's awesome. And such an amazing story. And you guys have both worked your tails off to, to get where you are. And it's just such an honor to be able to work with people just like you. And, you know, I know part of your journey and just like you mentioned with the fragrances, you know, was in with Tyler is really getting to the root of what's going on. And, and a part of that is is oftentimes our environment or our, yeah. our toxic load. So Absolutely. that's what today's talk is all about is, you know, how to reduce yeah. toxins and how to how to optimize our environment. So uh, just before we jump into some of the tools we use to do that, can you just yeah. tell us a little bit more about, you know, why that's important? What, why do we need to think about toxins? Mm -hmm. What are some of the problems that can develop from 
excess, excess yeah. toxic exposures. Do you mind just touching on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a lot. And I will <laughs> say, I, I think the reason I've become so passionate about it is because there's just not a lot of people talking about it. There's more now than there, there was 10 years ago when I began this journey of minimizing toxins and then helping people with it. But yeah, there's just not a lot of people talking about it, but yet there is such a high correlation between the impact of the toxins in our environment and their effect on us. And so just a couple like important stats, I think for people to know is number one, that right now there's at least 84,000 chemicals that are registered for use within consumer products. So I'm not even talking about like pesticide use or glyphosate or things in our food necessarily. This is just like in consumer 84,000 chemicals and the center or C the CDC has actually tested the US population and they've found that some of those chemicals are found in 98% of the population. Like you literally find those chemicals in almost everybody in the US, which is I think just devastating when you then understand the implications of what those chemicals are doing to our body on a day-to-day -day basis. And there's so many different toxins that we could break down and talk about the impact, but to generalize and to talk about just all the different ways toxins can affect our bodies. Ultimately, it can be things like number one, our hormones I already shared. That's where things started for me. It can affect fertility because of that. Hormones impact so many things within our body. So, you know, it can affect our insulin response, the ability of our body to grow at a healthy rate for children. It can cause certain types of hormonal cancers. Toxins are linked to, of course, a ton of like respiratory things, asthma, allergies, all those things. And then also skin irritations. A lot of times, you know, like even skin, things that are applied on our skin or, you know, fabrics that are touching our skin that have been washed in chemicals. All those things can lead to eczema, other skin irritations weight loss resistance that kind of goes back to the hormone conversation there's there's so many ways that toxins can impact our body and uh, the last thing that i wanted to say about this when i was preparing to be on your podcast i read about in 2016 there were two papers that were done where they really looked at the financial impact of toxins and what they're doing um, to the U.S. And then there was a second paper that was done on the EU and they were, you know, studying the impacts in Europe. And so the interesting thing, this is a whole other topic we could go into, but there's just very little regulation um, in the U.S. when it comes to the toxins that are used in consumer products. So you really have to become your own advocate. But in Europe, they do have like a little bit more regulation, which is great. You know, like there's there's still you still need to be your own advocate there, but there's, there's more added regulation, which is helpful. So anyways, what this, the, they found in these papers was ultimately that over $341 billion annually, like that, that is the literal financial cost that is coming from these toxins being used. They basically looked at these toxins and the health correlations of what it was leading to and then ultimately the healthcare costs that were coming and also the lost wages from people missing on work and of course there's there's so many other pieces to our health you know like exercise nutrition all of that but i just think it's like kind of staggering to think about the financial implications too like of course it's impacting your health but 
if if there were higher regulations or if people were more informed and able to avoid those toxins, you just I think a lot of times people think like, oh, if I minimize toxins, it's going to cost me so much more money. You know, those products, those natural things are more expensive. But when you look at the long term effects, it's not even a consideration. And it's so, so worth it to be changing out and eliminating um, those toxins as much as you can. So absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's, in, it's incredible. You think of billions, you know, the, the number, that's yeah. such a huge number. And, and then, like you said, you know, what you said, you know, a little bit of investment now can pay off in, in the yeah. future. I mean, you think about heart disease, right? How much one, you know, open heart surgery costs someone in, in heart disease toxins play can play a role with that Alzheimer's or mm. Parkinson's, you know, I, like you said, all of these other uh, hormonal imbalances, how much money and time and effort yeah. is spent trying to band-aid those symptoms when yeah. a lot of times you can, you know, again, get to the root and, and, and it's not uncommon to see toxins yeah. as a part of that. So on that same note, what what are some of the symptoms that you you might see, someone might experience if they have yeah. a, a high toxic burden? And I know it's going to be different for everybody and totally. we could go on and on about this, but what are some common symptoms that people may be experiencing if they have a high toxic load? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, the first thing that I want to say before I go into the symptoms is the thing about like toxin exposure is a lot of times people, when we think about toxins, it's more of like, oh, I was exposed to this specific toxin at a certain time and then it acutely caused this specific symptom. And with the toxins that we're talking about today, this this is more the little exposures over over time and how they impact the body in the long term. And so I think that's a, one of the big reasons why a lot of people that it's not the first area they go to because they are more thinking about like, you know, their food or other things that could be contributing instead of minimizing toxin exposure. But I think especially in the long term, people can make such an impact when you're getting rid of those small exposures. Of course, we can't completely eliminate toxins, but we can make a huge impact within our bodies. So the term that I wanted to share is ultimately, I feel like this conversation and it really just looking at even food in general, it's like ultimately this like science of hope is we can minimize the exposures that we have and impact our health in so many ways. So to answer your question, I think when women are experiencing and men, any type of hormonal imbalance, that is a for sure warning sign to me that they should be looking at toxin exposures. So whether it's like estrogen dominance or certain thyroid disorders or autoimmune conditions, infertility, I actually learned that when you're going through fertility treatments in the hospital, they actually don't allow you to wear any fragrance when you're there because they know, they know the impacts that those fragrances and phthalates have on your fertility and on your hormones. So allergy responses and like respiratory issues, of course, I'll share some stories and examples later, like even chronic congestion or cough, any sort of respiratory thing or eczema. Like I mentioned, a lot of times little kids, they'll develop irritations, you know, to what I, what I was talking about before with laundry detergents or dryer sheets that are being used on clothes and their, their skin is going to show that irritation. But yeah, headaches are another common one. I know for me, um, especially when I started cutting out fragrances, I started noticing that when I would go into places that I could instantly, you know, smell that artificial fragrance or smell it even on friends wearing perfumes or whatever, I would get like a mild headache and feel that brain fog come on. And that I think is just another really obvious sign that 
your body is not liking those fragrances that you're being exposed to. So. Absolutely. I love you. You mentioned brain fog. It's such a common one that yeah. people experience where that brain fog or the fatigue and it's such, those are such general symptoms that get oftentimes get blamed on, oh, Jesse, you're just getting older or that's normal. Yeah. Or you're just stressed when there mm -hmm. are legitimate causes. I mean, your brain yeah. doesn't have those pain receptors, so you're not going to get a headache when it's inflamed. Yeah. Typically, you're going to get cognitive impairment. And a lot of times yeah. I'll see that. And uh, yeah, and I, and I love not to backtrack, but I love what you said about it's that total burden over time as opposed yeah. to one acute exposure. And I, I can't remember what this it was about 10 or 15 years ago. I remember there was a study coming out looking, came out, out looking at the what's in the cord blood of newborn infants. Yeah. And it was it was just like, mind blowing. Um, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them were carcinogenic. Like it was yes. crazy. Like this is what we're starting our life with today. Yeah. And it, like, and that's not good. And, and it, but yeah. then we add to it. But it is incredible, again, how resilient our bodies yeah. are. And we want to, you know, it's just, I, I'm a firm believer that our, yeah. our, our maker knew what he was doing, you know, and we yeah. have, we, it, it's awesome to see that, but yeah. we, at the same time, we have to still do our part because yeah. our work, our environment's working against us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, one thing to add in that kind of to go back to that phrase, like the science of hope, I actually have learned that phthalates, one thing that's encouraging about them is when you start cut, um, cutting out phthalates, which come through, you know, like fragrances, or they're also incorporated in a lot of like softer plastics, like soft water bottles, you know, like the really, um, yeah, cheap options of water come in that soft plastic. But anyways, phthalates, once you minimize your exposure, they actually process out of the body really quickly. And so if you're able to minimize your exposure, you know, the the day-to-day -day impact of the phthalates is gone, you know, whereas there are some toxins that if you're exposed to them, it takes a lot more work to help the body and support it to get rid of those toxin exposures. Things like mercury are going to stay around in your body for a lot longer, and it takes a lot of work to get them out. But phthalates, if you can minimize your exposure, it really changes things. So anyways, I just think that's so encouraging and you really can make such an impact with little shifts with the products you're using. And once you've made those changes, you don't really have to think about it anymore, which is also really great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it can, it can be easy to, to get overwhelmed and think, oh, you know, there's toxins yeah. everywhere. You know, what am I going to do about it? But there's so much you can do about it. And yeah. that let's dive into that aspect yeah, of the conversation absolutely. so so let's let's start with with essential oils because i know that is what you are the master of and uh they're just i love essential oils myself and i would just love thanks to you and uh, i would i would love for you to start by just telling us about you know what is a, an essential oil I mean, for absolutely. those who haven't heard about essential oils and how yeah. long have they been around yeah absolutely so essential oils are naturally occurring aromatic compounds. So aromatic compounds, I feel like it's a fancy term for something that's in the air, you know, like oxygen is a compound in the air. So they are naturally occurring compounds that are either steam distilled or they're ultimately extracted from plants. So if you saw a peppermint leaf magnified, you would see little oil sacs on that peppermint leaf and that is the essential oil in the plant. And those, those essential oils within the plant, they're there for the protection of the plant and they do all sorts of incredible things for the plant itself but when we extract them they have all sorts of healing benefits for our bodies as well so they've been used for i mean like thousands of years because you know they're from plants so even like i said when you're smelling a peppermint leaf you're smelling the essential oil in that plant 
And uh, over time, the extraction process for essential oils has gotten a little bit more scientific and effective, but really they've been, there's, there's literature, you know, like from the Bible and dating back to like the Egyptians and they've been used in Chinese medicine for thousands of years. So even when we look at when, you know, conventional medicine started to be created, was brought into the world, a lot of the initial medications were actually like modeling the chemical constituents they saw that were naturally occurring in certain essential oils. And then they just um, made them synthetically and were able to manipulate them in different ways. But they've been used for a very long time. And they're actually a lot more popular even in other areas of the world because they've just been familiar with them for centuries. And the U.S. has shifted into more modern approaches and gotten away from essential yeah. So do you mind talking a little bit about the, the safety? Because I know that's another yeah, question that comes absolutely. up. Right? Are they are they safe? Yes, such a good question. So I am a big fan of being empowered. And I think education, it's what we're here for today, ultimately. But when it comes to essential oils, I think it's like anything else. You want to be educated so you know how to use them properly. But really, when you like dial it down, the great thing about essential oils is you can use them with babies. You can use them with adults. Like they don't have these negative side effects that medications do. Of course, you want to use them properly. But honestly, to me, more importantly, the question is the quality of the essential oil, because when when I'm working with essential oils, I, I want people to make sure they're using something that's pure. And essential oils are like most industries in the U.S. There's very little regulation. And so a lot of essential oils on the market have had added things put in them, synthetic ingredients, ways to cut them and make them, you know, uh, more profitable, unfortunately. And so when I use essential oils, for instance, on my baby, I don't want to be using something synthetic. So I think as long as someone's using a good quality essential oil, there's so many powerful benefits. And of course, you want to make sure you're not putting, you know, your essential oil in your eye. That would not be the most safe use. But a lot of the things are just very common sense like that. And when you're educated well to use them, they there's so many powerful benefits and they don't have those side effects that you have to worry about with other medications and things. That's awesome. Well, I know, you know, in the clinic, when we're working with someone who has yeah. a high toxic load, we typically take two approaches. You know, the first is to reduce their exposure to whatever is causing problems. Yeah. And the second is to improve detoxification, which is essentially how their body, you know, naturally removes the, the toxins, you know, for good. And, and so we want to work on both of those processes. Can oils help with both reducing exposure and improving the body's natural ability to detoxify? Or is it yeah. just one way that's working? Do you mind diving into that a little bit? Absolutely. So reducing toxic exposure, I feel like is one of the primary ways that I help people because you're able to eliminate so much of your exposure through doing things like what we've talked about already. I think the the first one, the easiest one, is to eliminate fragrances. And so if you're somebody that likes your house to smell a certain way, or you want to use like a spray in a certain area of your house, or you want to use a perfume, or you want to, you know, you're having people over, you want your house to smell good. There's so many great options to use essential oils as a way to eliminate your exposure to fragrances. And then also minimizing toxins through eliminating conventional cleaning products. There's a lot of great uses for essential oils in the cleaning realm of your home, which is great. I think a lot of people don't think about the fact like, you know, you clean your floor with something and you're walking around with bare feet, you're absorbing all that or your baby's on the floor, like licking everything. They're like absorbing all those chemicals. So that's another 
big way that I encourage people to use essential oils within their home. And then also doing things like ditching and switching certain products you use within your medicine cabinet, within your like first line of defense. So an example would be just the other day, one of my sons was complaining about his stomach bothering him. And I I mean, I've used essential oils since my kid, like before my kids were born. So they don't really know medicines like they don't they but they understand essential oils so you know we put a little bit of digestin it's a blend for digestive support on his tummy and you know a few months later he's fine and back to normal no complaining of his stomach and that is I think just such a perfect illustration of that like first line of defense we're able to use something that's natural to support healing he's you know not miserable just like laying there we're able to actually help him but I'm not using a synthetic over-the-counter medication and that's another primary way that you can decrease exposure. And then using essential oils to improve detoxification is a whole nother um, topic. And I know that there's such powerful things you do within the clinic with like supplementation to support digestion, all that kind of stuff. But I'll give one example of an essential oil that's really like commonly recommended, which are like lemon oil or citrus oils, like grapefruit, lime. All of those are essential oils that are really high in a chemical constituent called limonene. And limonene in particular is really helpful for supporting detox pathways. And so it helps with the production of glutathione within the body, which is why, you know, I on a regular basis every day will include essential oils in my water and we just drink them like one to two drops in, you know, a big old water bottle. It's important to remember to drink out of a glass water bottle or stainless steel, not a plastic water bottle. You don't want to put essential oils in plastic, but yeah, that's a great way to support your detox pathways as well. That's great. And I wanted to circle back around to what you were saying about, you know, again, some of the symptoms that people uh, will experience if they have problems with detoxification. So like you mentioned, like with the fragrances, and I love that is, you know, if you're one of these people who walk down the cleaning aisle uh, of the grocery store and you just get the headache or you don't feel well, you know, that is a sign that your body is on overload or you jump in the elevator next to someone who's got strong perfume and you have to get out of there because, you know, it's driving you nuts. Then again, that is a sign that your toxic load is high. And, you know, and you need to switch things up. So, you know, if you are experiencing negative symptoms related to fragrances, then Mm -hmm. you need to make some changes and essential oils are an excellent place to start. And so on that, you know, just talking more about oils, you know, I know that you are a big fan of doTERRA. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why you uh, chose doTERRA and what makes them different than some of these other companies that are out there? Absolutely. So I, I told you all I was exercise science major. So I've always like appreciated science and their approach. And so really, I would say doTERRA, one of the main things that drew me to doTERRA was the fact that they did use a lot of science to explain how the essential oils were working. But really, it comes down to the fact that doTERRA, they, they source their oils from all around the globe. And that is powerful for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're going to get a very potent oil. It's say it's like the line of thinking where you're processing, you know, like if you want to get a really good orange, you're not going to get an orange from like Texas or something. You're getting an orange from Florida because that's where oranges are the best. And they're like, you know, the potent, juicy, delicious oranges. And it's the same with essential oils. When you source them from the area where they're meant to grow, the essential oil is going to be a lot more potent and therefore you're going to see a lot more benefits from using it 
And then the second piece of that is that because doTERRA sources their oils from all around the globe, there's a huge um, benefit to the communities where they're sourcing the oils from. doTERRA doesn't own their farms. They pay a fair wage to those people around the globe. But honestly, that I didn't even fully understand when I started. The piece that really um, stood out to me when I first purchased essential oils was the fact that doTERRA, they do over 11 different third-party tests. They actually pay a third party to test every single batch of their oils. So when you purchase a bottle from doTERRA, you can look at the bottom and there's actually a lot number on there. And you can take that lot number and type it into this website called sourcetoyou.com. And it will give you all the test readouts from that particular batch. And so doTERRA, if it's if they get an oil that isn't matching the potency that is their standard, or if it has any sign of um, synthetics or contaminants or anything like that, they're not going to purchase that oil and sell it within the company. And so there's actually been times, you know, where doTERRA has been out of stock on certain essential oils because they the, the quality wasn't there, wasn't matching what they needed. And so that to me, the level of integrity where they're literally like paying a third party, they're disclosing the test results. Those are the things that you don't really see in the essential oil industry. There are some companies that will do maybe one in-house test, or I've seen one company, I can't even remember which one it was, but they had done one third party test. But when you're only doing one type of test, you're not finding all the ways that oils can be adulterated or things can be added to them. And so ultimately the the level of care that doTERRA has around quality was why I chose to buy them in my home because, you know, I was eliminating fragrances. And so I didn't want to bring something else that was also bringing synthetics back in. So anyways, that that was why I ended up choosing doTERRA and why I recommend them. Like even when we talk about lemon, you don't want to be consuming a lemon that has synthetic um, additives in it. So that is one of the big things that makes doTERRA different. And I think that's such an important point. I mean, especially when we're trying to clean up the toxic load in our environment, in our bodies, we want to make sure, like you said, we're not adding anything to that. And, and, and I think, you know, one of the things you mentioned, like putting lemon essential oils in your water or grapefruit, which for the lemonine, what what lemonine, which I think is awesome, but it's also important to know, you know, you can't do that with all of the oils, right? You can't do that with all of the companies. So I'll ask that question. You know, is it safe to ingest essential oils? So doTERRA has done a lot of research in general, and we that's a whole different conversation. But ultimately, with ingesting essential oils, of course, if it's a different brand, I would never recommend it unless there's proper third-party testing. You know that you know that you know it's actually pure essential oil. There's nothing synthetic that's been added into it. But the the point that I would like to make about ingesting essential oils, of course, like I always tell people, like do what you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable ingesting them, you don't have to. There's other ways to use essential oils that like you're still going to get great benefits from them. But our body was designed to be able to metabolize essential oils. Like if you eat a peppermint leaf, you are eating peppermint oil. And so our body knows how to process it, which is very different from like, say, a synthetic medication. Our body has to do a lot of additional work to be able to process it out of our liver and get it out. So essential oils, again, they're, they're, our body's used to processing them. And then the second piece is that actually substantial research that shows there is even benefits of ingesting them, that there's research on oils and how they support digestion when you're using them internally. There's um, research on ingesting oils for even like sleep, lavender for minimizing 
anxiousness and supporting sleep, things like that. So not only is our body designed to do it, but there's actually scientific research that shows that it's beneficial when it's done with a quality essential oil. I remember a couple of years ago, a study came out looking at you know, therapeutic effects for Lyme disease of a variety of different medications and they tested oils too. And it was interesting because the oils worked better than any of the medications. Uh, yeah. And that was just really cool to see. I mean, getting it into your system to that level, you know, th that can be a little tricky. So you don't want to just go and take a bunch of yeah. oils or anything for Lyme disease, but it, yeah. you know, just goes to show how potent and how therapeutic these things can be. And, and you can yeah. pub mud any essential oils and see all the literature that's out there for yourself. And yeah. I, I know it's in, it's in pretty uh, large quantities, uh, which is great. Yeah. I just looked today and there's over like 24,000 <laughs> different studies <laughs> on PubMed about essential oils. And like on top of that, this is one of my other favorite parts about doTERRA. They're doing so much work to create legitimacy around essential oils through their partnership with different medical universities. So they've partnered with places like John Hopkins and Roseman University, Duke University, B Vanderbilt, St. Elizabeth, and they've done all sorts of additional testing and they continue to expand on that every single year. And so I, I love it because there's so much data that will, I hope, create more of a bridge within the medical community and, you know, really being able to acknowledge some of these natural approaches that are so powerful for supporting our body's own healing ability. Absolutely. That's, it's great that they're doing that because that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, to have the proof behind the pudding. We yeah. know this stuff is working, but you know, we're going to need that science to get everybody else on board, which is yeah. so good that they're doing that. So, yeah. you know, why, why do you see essential oils as a necessary tool for families to have in their wellness toolkit? What yeah, such a good question. So <laughs> I, I like, honestly, it's just like, I haven't seen a lot of people that are effectively minimizing toxins without having essential oils. Because for instance, I'm a mom, I have two little boys and I, that's like something I continuously come back to. It's like, even last night, literally my son was coughing. I could hear him in a monitor, kept waking me up. You know, I know he's not sleeping well because he's coughing. And so I went downstairs and applied a few oils on his chest and put some breathe in the diffuser. And then he wasn't coughing. I was able to fall asleep and he slept better. I just, I don't know what moms do. They Likely, I, I haven't experienced the other side, but I know there's lots of synthetic alternatives that you can do to support a cough in other ways. But it, whether it's medicinally or through eliminating toxins to be able to use, you know, like we were talking about as a replacement for fragrances or for cleaning supplies, there's just so many practical uses. And I also, I just, I love the community aspect of it all. Our community is called the Living Drop Collective and we do a lot of different education. And I think education, what you're doing with your podcast is so key to really empower people to be able to live a lifestyle where they have eliminating toxins as much as they can. Cause you know, if you don't, if you don't have that community support, it's easy for that to go in the back burner because nobody else is adding the priority to that with you and, and also doing the same thing with you. And so I, I really think that supports people as well in their process of being able to minimize toxins as much as they can. Absolutely. And I know, I remember when you first uh, got us involved several years ago with, with some oils and just how, how life-changing it'd be. And, and it actually, we have fun with it. I mean, literally Candy oh, makes sure. my, you know, body wash. We make you know, the shampoos, we make the laundry detergent. We use yeah. them for cleaning our vegetables. We're diffusing them all the time for 
just, you know, for the fragrance and, yes. you know, and we use them on the kids when they're having stomach aches or if they're yeah. having a cough, the same deal. I think the, the biggest thing, you know, there's so many ways we use them. And I'm interested to hear more about how you yeah. use them in your daily life, but it's just, again, it, it's, they're so safe and you're not, you're, you're, you're removing all of these cleaning elements that are just full of yeah. nasty chemicals and junk. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it like, it kills me. You go in and like, like remember when Glade plugins were a big oh. thing and uh, yeah. know how everybody's you look at what they're using for soaps and uh, you know in, in the scented candles that people oh. are inhaling you know I mean all yeah. of these things there has to be negative uh a negative Absolutely. impact from these and and we, we need to get ahead of it as opposed to waiting for uh you know them to come out and say oh yeah this does cause yeah. cancer it's just there's so much we yeah. can do right now and it's not that hard and it yes. can be a lot of fun too. So I would love though, before we jump into some specifics, you know, what are, what are some common misconceptions out there regarding essential oils? Gosh, there's so many. And honestly, like they're added to every day. Like I feel like social media, everybody just can share all their opinions. And the problem is like, we, we talked about synthetic essential oils or essential oils that have been adulterated, like crabby quality oils. They do cause harmful effects. So there is, you know, like there's concern that people will have around them because essential oils can cause harm when they're not good quality. But I would say that common misconceptions, I mean, you brought up one already. A lot of times I'll get asked about using essential oils internally. Is that safe? Is it safe to use essential oils while pregnant? People think it's not safe to use them with babies. And with babies, of course, there are certain safety things like you don't need to use a straight, pure, like essential oil on them. Instead, you want to dilute it down. Their bodies are so tiny. They don't need the same amount as an adult would. But a lot of times people come to me thinking, you know, essential oils are going to kill their dogs or kill their cats. There's, I'm trying to think if there's other ones, but yeah, there, there's a lot of different concerns. And ultimately I think a lot of them come back to what we're talking about. It's like, if you're not using a pure oil, those are all things you should probably be concerned about. But when you are educated well, know how to dilute them properly. Of course, you don't want your like child to drink a full bottle of oil. That would probably not be the best thing for their body. But still, it's I mean, they're it, at least it's a natural component versus like something like a medication. There's kids that get into medications and that would be much more harmful. So I've, I've seen over and over again that the oh, people having the oils in their home ultimately helps them avoid toxins way more than it causes. I've, I've never had an issue where it's caused harm for someone, but. Have you heard some of those? I'm really stuck on the comment that you said that you, what we everything we read on Facebook isn't true. Is is that right? <laughs> oh my gosh! I I, I would say like at least once a month, like that I'm connected to, they'll be like, "Hey, did you see this about oh, the oil?" People take it like it's like it's the Bible or something. Like it, you know, yeah. it's it's crazy, but. Well, uh, you just got to do, be your own advocate. Like yeah. you said, do your own homework, yeah. really research thing as opposed to listening to negative Nancy, yeah. you know, uh, because you have to, this is your health and your body and you have to make your own decisions. So let's talk about some specific oils. I would yeah. love to know, like, what are your, yeah. if, if someone is trying to clean up their environment or incorporate oils into their life, what are the top five oils that you would recommend to people yeah. who are looking to reduce their burden? 
So I, I mean, honestly, I think one of the first steps is to get essential oils that you love in your home for fragrance, especially if you're somebody that has any sort of air freshener you're using or perfumes you're using, candles, all that kind of stuff. I think that's like a simple thing. Avoidance first, get those things out and then look for a replacement. So just that, that could be, doTERRA has so many options that are great smelling. I'm curious, actually, what's your favorite smell? Do you have a favorite one that Katie diffuses? Oh, I honestly, there's a lot of them. I, I like, I like citrusy stuff. So yeah. I, I'm, I mean, even the simple totally. stuff like the, you know, orange and, yes. and, and lemon, I mean, all that stuff is relaxing, yeah. but then you, you get into some of the, the combos and those are, are great too. Yeah. But I like to switch it up. You know, I like all sorts of different things just because yes. it keeps it fresh. And, 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 and honestly, I feel better when they're diffusing. I just feel more yeah. alert and puts yeah. me in a good mood. So. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because like not only are essential oils like helping to negate the negative impacts of toxins, but they have all these side perks like the aromatherapy. I feel like that's one of the most common things people know about is essential oils can be calming and they can support a healthy mood. And when you have, you know, lots of kids like y'all do, I'm like, I can only imagine we have two. So I know how great it is to have emotional support in our home. But yeah, anyways. So great ones to use. I was going to say this, like the citrus oil, like um, lemon or wild orange, any of those that you can diffuse for mood and then also add to your water for detoxification. Copaiba, I think is like everybody needs to have copaiba in their home. There's so many great uses for copaiba, whether it's like helping to support lower levels of inflammation in the body. It really helps to support the nervous system as well. So just with the amount of stress that everybody's gone through, even just in the last two years alone, but I mean, life is just stressful too. So we love, my husband and I both take Copaiba every day internally. And if you um, take it before um, bed, I've heard a lot of people that have struggled with sleep notice powerful impacts when they start incorporating Copaiba. So I love Copaiba, you know, for, for this minimizing the stress response. And then digestion is one that I think is really great, especially when we talk about detoxification, like you, I'm sure I know help your clients so much with making sure your drainage pathways are open and you're detoxing regularly. And so much of that, a big part of that obviously is draining through our digestive system, making sure we're eliminating properly. So if people are struggling with that, digestion is a great one that can support them in the in-between while they're regulating everything. And then I also think like using an essential oil like On Guard or doTERRA has a new one called Abode that both of those are really great for using within your cleaning um, routines in your home. And again, like we talked about, they don't have the negative harmful impact, but they have a lot of the positive impact. So I love that now I clean and it's like, it smells good. I'm actually like happy about it. You know, my nose hairs aren't like burning off from like the bleach that I used to use when I was little um, helping my mom out. So Anyways, those would be some of the main ones that I would recommend. And the last one I'll say is this is something I incorporated later in my essential oil journey. But just because we're talking about detoxification today, I have been doing castor oil packs and I will add doTERRA's Zendocrine oil with the castor oil. And Zendocrine is doTERRA's detoxification blend. So it has oils like cilantro, which is great for heavy metal detoxification and rosemary and juniper berry essential oils that help to support the detox pathways. And so anyways, I have been loving that. I don't know that I've ever slept so deeply <laughs> as I have since I started to use castor oil packs with the Zendocrine oil. So I really love that for supporting detox pathways too. That's awesome. So 
talk about castor oil packs. What what is this castor oil pack and why is that helpful? Oh gosh, I'm like probably do a better job talking about this than me. Um, um, castor oil packs. From what I've read, I mean, first of all, it seems like a very like it's been around for a long time. Like the option of using castor oil packs, it's like an Ayurvedic practice, right? That's what I've read on it. And yeah, yeah, it really helps to support your liver. So you apply the casserole on the right side of the body, either before you sleep, or you can also do it before saunaing. And like I said, I love to incorporate Zendocrine, but I could do more research on. I, I researched it enough to know it's beneficial, but explaining all the benefits. I'm like, No, no. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a great, I mean, it's just keeping it simple. You know, we've seen that very helpful for people with liver, the liver that's sluggish or kind of bogged down by just everything in that life throws at us it helps yes. with constipation it helps you know again just reducing that that burden yes. and that when we're trying to detoxify we need to pee poop sweat and breathe and you know and so it, the more we can coddle the liver and help with regularity the better and I, i'm a huge yes. fan and i know we we recommend those a lot in the clinic so i'm glad you brought that that's up cool. because just another tool to help yes. be successful that you know our grand great grandmothers used to use but all of a sudden it's gone out of favor for some reason because yeah. we have the pharmaceutical industry mm-hmm. you know breathing down our neck but there's so exactly. many natural things that you can incorporate to, yeah. to see a positive improvement with i love yeah. that and so back i wanted to say one of my other blends it's not really related to detoxification yeah. health. it helps relate it helps reduce stress which can add yeah. your toxic burden is the balance oil i, I just that's probably oh. that's probably my favorite yeah, I love I, putting that stuff in the air in, in the office. You don't yes. see that in my office all the time because it just so helps you relax. Absolutely. Yes, yes. I literally put it on before we started recording. <laughs> I love that one. It's so great. So I would love to kind of dive into a little exercise just so our yes. listeners can better understand how versatile these oils can be. So if yes. we were to walk into the home of Tyler and Kristen Tiggis, you know, what would be some of the things I would see in regards to how essential oils are being utilized in your daily life? I know you've mentioned a few, but I'd love to, you know, take that a little bit further. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I think one of the key things in our home is, you know, we have like these little like health stations is what I like to call them. And so, you know, by our water filter, we have our citrus oil sitting there and they're ready to be used within our water. So when we fill up our water bottles, fill up our water glasses, we can add citrus oils right there. We also have our supplements right there. So, you know, all the healthy things. So we remember to use them. And then we have, you know, we have a mixture of like some DIYs and then also some pre-made natural cleaning options from doTERRA. And those are just sitting in random spots in our house. We have a diffuser in um, our dining room and in our bedrooms as well. And by our diffusers, we have specific oils that we love to diffuse. So I homeschool two days a w- the week for my son. And so we have some oils that are great for mood, great for focus. And we'll use those on our homeschooling days or if we're just having a day at home as well. And then we we also, like I said, have oils by um, our bedsides for supporting sleep. I have my Zendocrine there with my casserole pack. And then in our bathroom is kind of where we will keep like some of the medicine cabinet replacements. So like our things like digestin, if the boys are complaining about their tummies or, you know, peppermint, if either of us has a headache because of a stressful day, we have a lot of those oils, medicine cabinet replacements in our bathroom. And then, you know, even just like personal care products and things, we use non-toxic options 
like our shampoo and conditioner already has rosemary oil in it. That's great for the scalp. It's like stimulating for your hair growth and to like minimize things like dandruff or anything else that you could be dealing with in your hair. And there's benefits for memory and cognition. And so anyways, a lot of even just our personal care products have oils incorporated in for the positive benefits that you're getting. And the piece that I love about that is like, it, it feels extra when you just say all those things out loud, but it's like, we were created to like live in nature, like Adam and Eve were in a garden. And so, you know, like plants were around them 24 seven. And so we love having essential oils incorporated within our lifestyle because we're getting the benefits, part of the benefits of nature within our home. So. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. There's yeah. just so many ways they can be utilized. And uh, yeah. again, and it just makes your your day's better and it makes it cleaner and healthier. Yeah. And, and the more we can do that, the, the better. So, so let's say I'm listening to this podcast and I'm intrigued and yeah. I want to start cleaning up my home and cleaning up my lifestyle with yeah. oils. What would be a good way to learn more about these oils? So I know that I'm doing it safely and just to get yeah. started with the process. Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, one of the first things that I would recommend people to do, and I, I tell this to people all the time, but there's an agency called the Environmental Working Group, and they actually have an app called the Healthy Living App. And there's another one out there called Think Dirty. There might be other ones in addition, but really they're, they're, it's like a free app where you can download it and you can scan barcodes of products and you can see what they rate as far as toxicity. So I think sometimes it starts with taking this idea that we've talked about in the podcast and just bringing it to home, like realizing the impact that your, your body is experiencing every day because of products you're using. And so I remember back in the day when I started, this is what I did. I like went through and I would scan things and then I would show my husband and I'd be like, do you see this? This scores an eight. And then it tells on there like the specific ingredients that are in there that are toxic. And it even lists out studies about those like fragrances and what they've been shown to correlate within the body. And I, I was just like shocked. I was like, why is this stuff in our products? And it really helped. I think for my husband, you know, to catch up with where I was processing everything, I wanted him to be on the same page because obviously as we switched out things, that meant I was throwing away some things. But I think that the next step, again, I, I am a big proponent of education. And so our, I do essential oil classes and classes specifically about ditching and switching toxins and our community does them as well. But if people are interested, they're welcome to you can actually through our website get a download for a free ebook and i talk about a lot of this stuff in there it gives you a really simple checklist of areas to work through your home and i would also recommend like don't try to do this all overnight i would say like i'm the type of person that tries to and then i just stress myself out in the process but if you instead establish like this is how much money that i want to invest in this slowly over the course of time in our budget each month i think when when Tyler and I first started, you know, we got like a, a basic startup kit from doTERRA with essential oils to minimize fragrances in our home. But then after that, we just agreed to spend back then it was $50 a month towards swapping out stuff. And so I would pick which ones were creating the biggest impact in our home, you know, either what scored the highest or maybe it was a product that we use super frequently every single day. And we slowly switched things over. And again, that ebook that I created is, it has a lot of those helpful steps in there. It has some great DIY recipes. I'm sure some of the ones that you and Katie use are in there. 
and it's a great starting point. And I love working with people and answering their questions too. So people are welcome to reach out as well. That's awesome. We'll be sure to put all your information in the show notes and your your website and the link to the ebook because I think that is oh, all great. great, great information. I, you know, and I love even, you know, going to the, the doTERRA's website and just seeing there's so yeah. many DIY recipes yeah. on there and it can be fun. And then sometimes yeah. it surprises you like, wow, I didn't know I could do that or I could make that. Absolutely. And to get back to your point, you know, it's just, it's it, it, once you start looking at the ingredients in some of these products, you're either cleaning your home with or cleaning your body with or applying to your your skin. It's scary to think of yeah. you know, what's going into there because half the time you can't even pronounce what, what what's That's in there or you have no clue what it means. So it's so nice to be able to actually, just like when we want, always want to eat food where we know where it came from, we know what's been into it. We want to do yeah. the same thing with our cleaning products and with whatever we're putting on our skin because it still gets absorbed systemat- systemically. Mm-hmm. But well, that's that's so great and such good information. Before we wrap it up, do you mind giving us a story? Do you have a story you could share with us or someone who yes. has maybe optimized their health or improved their health by incorporating oils? Absolutely. I mean, like I already shared about my own and my husband's, but which PS for I shared about my regular cycles, my cycles became regular. And I, I always was concerned that I would be somebody that would struggle with fertility, you know, because even back then, 10 years ago, it was so common. And when we decided we wanted to start trying to have kids, we had no issues. Um, so thankful because I know that it, it can be so hard for women in general. And I work with women, you know, that have had that struggle. And so along those lines, I'd love to share one of um, my friend's stories named Jody And Jody, when I first met her, honestly, she was looking for ways to just use essential oils in her medicine cabinet. And then she slowly started ditching and switching different items they used around their home, like their cleaning supplies. And I didn't even know this backstory when I had started working with her. But when she was 38, she ended up getting pregnant for the first time naturally. She had two kids already that she had went through the through infertility treatments with. And that's how she was able to get pregnant. And so her husband and herself had never done anything to protect because they didn't think they were even capable of getting um, pregnant naturally. And after a year or two of her using doTERRA products and minimizing toxins in their home, she ended up getting pregnant. And she did that first time she got pregnant, she did miscarry. But through that process, she realized, wait, like if it's possible for me to get pregnant naturally, I think I do want to have another kid. And then they started to do a specific fertility protocol that I worked with her on with grapefruit oil and some other natural things. And she ended up getting pregnant and having a baby at the age of 42, her oh. first natural baby. So I love that story. And just a couple others that I thought I'd share because it illustrates again, like how many different ways toxins can affect us. My friend Becca, she just similar to Jody, started using oils to get rid of medication, little over-the-counter things, and then ditching and switching toxins. And she had been somebody that just like always kind of had like a chronic cough. And it wasn't like anything that was hugely disrupting her life, but you know, it was there and it was very obvious. A lot of her close friends and family knew it was just something that she struggled with. And after doing the same with doTERRA, she no longer has those issues with that, you know, drainage and that coughing, which, you know, like that's just her detox pathways were irritated and (laughs) trying to get rid of stuff. And then the final example is my friend, Laura. When I first met her, she is a daycare owner and she was actually using fragrances in their daycare. And my sister-in-law took 
our niece to this daycare. So she actually invited her to an essential oil class because she wanted her to stop using <laughs> the plugins. And anyway, Laura came and I come to find out that Laura ha- has dealt with just a lot of different skin reactions. And over time, what's actually happened for her is she's developed a skin irritation to a specific chemical that's used in a lot of different products and it's used under a lot of different names to the point that now she has like multiple rounds of blisters even when she's exposed. And so Laura um, has been able to minimize like toxic exposure on so many levels within their home and uh, because she's become so much aware, so much more aware, partially because she had to, but also because she was learning with our community, she has been able to avoid a lot of those exposures. But her her story in particular just really opened my eyes to what happens when, you know, like, well, first of all, the industry is not regulating things. But second of all, when you, like there there's just there's so much deception within the industry and her chemical in particular is listed in so many different ways in different products. And some products don't even have to disclose the whole list um, of what's included. So anyways, it it was just really eye opening to see her experience, you know, and how hard it's been. And it makes me want to be even more of a voice in this, in, in this specific space, because I think the more people that are switching where they spend their dollars, the easier it's going to be for companies to add value to the reasons why they need to stop using these chemicals in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how much, you know, pain and suffering would be avoided if we had more people doing that, you know, and I think it all comes back to being your own advocate and educating yourself. And, you know, again, just some little baby steps can go a long ways for people and their families, you know, in their home. And, you know, this has just been so amazing. And I really appreciate, you know, the ability to pick your brain and learn more about oils and how we can utilize them to clean up our our environment and our our health. And I'm just so uh, anxious to get you on again to talk about Another topic, because I know there's a million different things we can talk about totally. when it comes to oils. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank uh, you so much for having me. And also, I'm just like, yeah, I'm the, this podcast in general, thanks so much for being a voice in this space, for empowering people, because I know education just really changes the game for people. Once you know better, you can do better. So well, thank, thank you for God. all that you've done for our family and for so many other people as well. Oh, well, thank you. And I look forward to the conversation. We'll chat soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Seth.